0: Hey everyone, it is your girl, the Tea Teacher. How y'all doing this morning on this cold day? Hey, I am blessed and highly favored in the Lord. Y'all, I got some tea. And so, I wanna get this off my chest in a respectful, but the Tea Teacher way. To me, in our community, as being black people, As a whole, as men, as women, as children, we don't know how it is to communicate with one another or with anyone. We think that it's okay to communicate with violence or yelling and screaming and cussing one another, being physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally abusive towards one another and to everyone. And I'm not saying that all blacks are the same. I'm not saying that it no means. What I'm saying is it seems like every race is all against the black race. And I know I might get a lot of backlash from this, but you know what? I'm gonna stand up and say what I gotta say, regardless of the comments that I'm going to get. And it might not even get played, but I'm still gonna say what I gotta say. In marriages, black marriages, there's no communication, there's no uh, talking. I'm not saying all blacks the same yet again. But what I'm saying is back from slavery days until now, we see that there is no communication, there is no... um, they, we just don't spend time with one another. You know, you got fathers to say, oh, as long as I'm here, they know I love them. But that's not the case. The case of it is, is do you not think there's your sons want you to go out and play football and basketball and involved with sports or things like that or just outings and mothers, do you not think that black girls or young ladies want to go out and do things with their mothers and vice versa on the parents? But I guess it's because of how we was taught back in the slavery days, you know, only thing they had to do was to work. They woke up early in the morning before the roaches did, and they worked their fingers to the bone in the cotton fields and the corn fields, chopping wood, tending to the master's crops and animals and Plantation duties, and then you got the black women inside the homes, the black men inside the homes as being the butlers and the chauffeurs, and then you got the cooks and you got the nannies and all a while you have the black women being sexually assaulted, touched, groped, looked at, beaten because they didn't give in. Beaten because they didn't give it up. Beaten because they didn't give it up enough. And then you have the women of the house back in those days beating our black women because they was giving it up. Because they had to. If they didn't, they was going to get beat again. Or you had our black men being totally humiliated in front of their family, in front of their children, in front of the other slaves because why? They was getting buck-breaking. and if y'all know what that is, you need to go look it up on Google. It'll tell you what it is, is when a white slave owner ties down a black male of any age, especially younger or middle age, to four posts, two at the top for the hands and two at the bottom for the feet, strip you down from the waist down and will sexually assault your areas. And you know, a male only has one area to be assaulted, assaulted with. They wouldn't allow back then to wear no underwear, no drawers. They didn't have no thongs. They didn't have no briefs, no hangs, no bikini, high cut drawers. They had to wear them old pants that they made and sewed together. I don't know how many times they busted open or whatever. And they sagged them. Why? Because they was allowing... Or letting them know that they had been tampered with. Letting them know that he was easy. That I had broke him. By breaking him, he wouldn't run. He wouldn't talk back. He wouldn't be disobedient. He wouldn't be hard-headed. He would do what the master tells him to do. And then, when the master had other friends that comes down from other plantations. That was gay, bisexual. And they didn't want nobody to know that they was gay or bisexual. But they was looking at them black men. They had their pants sagging down and showing their butt. They knew that they had been broken, that they could mess with them. But being in the fields, they couldn't communicate. Why? Because they didn't know how to read or write. They didn't know what they, they they didn't know how to communicate. They communicated in other signs and other ways. They were so tired by the time they got home from doing what they were doing, they couldn't even have time to sit down and eat with one another. They didn't have time to sit down to talk to one another. To how was your day? Because they knew how their day was. But they still didn't communicate. They didn't know how to talk to one another. They didn't know how to do things because they were so angry because of what their situations was and how it was. And from that, the anger, the hurt, the mistrust, the non-communication of our black community, of our black people, has continued on down from generation to generation. Parents didn't tell their kids they love them. They didn't show them hardly enough. Why? Because of what their circumstances and what they was going through. And so keep on going. Parents getting jobs and everything like that and still don't tell their kids, I love you. No communication in the marriage, in the home. You very seldom. You find black families that sit down at the table and talk how their day was and eat together and pray together and just togetherness. It's always you got the father in one room, the mother in the other room, the kids or young adults or teenagers whatever in their rooms or out in the streets. And then that's where you get gang members from because they don't find that love and that support in the home. As growing up, our mother never did hardly ever tell us that she loved us. But she always said, oh, it's not by me telling you I love you. It's the way that I show you that I love you. Well, sometimes people will just want to be say, hey, I love you for communication. That's what's wrong with black communities today, to me, is the lack of communication. The lack of spending quality time with family. You know, when you see, and, and, and two, the secrets that we hold. Because there's a lot of secrets that as black families, as black communities, as black people in general, we hold a lot of secrets that nobody doesn't know. And who's to say when they will ever be told? When they're dead and gone and then somebody finds out that you got a secret child that you ain't seen in umpteen years and you on your deathbed and you finally tell your family? Or that you find out that your father has been married four times and got kids older than your older sibling as you thought that years ago. Now, don't get me wrong, you got some kids that just, out of spite, don't want to be around you. Don't want to have nothing to do with you. Want to join gangs. And I'm not saying that, you know, that you have done anything wrong as being a parent. No. But gangs, as they say, is a form of a family. A form of a family that does things wrong. Now, you have some cliques or some groups that try to do things that's correct. They try to do, you know, keep the young people's heads on their shoulders and things like that, but you got a lot of them out there that just want to hurt, rob, steal, and kill people because of the colors that you wear, y'all. And then we find out that old Uncle Tom Tom or Uncle Billy Bob Rat has been, been a molester all these years and didn't nobody say nothing. That's why your cousins come out the way they look. Or you got a sister that way because of what's been going on or y'all think it's okay to keep secrets and then come to find out you didn't marry your brother or your sister. And so we need to, as a whole, learn to communicate, communicate, communicates, where trust comes in. Communicating is talking, uh, sharing your thoughts, sharing how your day was, sharing information, just interacting with one another, verbally, not cussing, but talking, not yelling, raising our voices, using stern words, talking, not demanding, not threatening, but talking. But people say, you know, how can you show someone something or show someone love or do communication when you have not been taught yourself? And that is true. If you was in a household that they did not communicate, then it's gonna be hard for you to communicate with your children. And then to get it all in one basket, in one bubble, back in the slavery days, the black people kidnapped their own race and sold them just to save their own families and their own skin. Now tell me how traumatic and tell me how humiliated is that? You are selling your own people just out of the fear of you not being put into slavery? or your family. I applaud all of the slaves that went through things, that didn't care how or what they was going through. They still made a life for their family members. Yeah, you had to pick cotton, and chop wood and be someone's nanny. And I'm not saying being a nanny is something wrong nowadays, you know. But back then, you was forced to do things. Back then, you was forced to wear things. Back there, you was forced to take part in things that wasn't right. Being sold at infancy or being sold at five years old to another slave on a slave plantation. and Golly, I can't imagine. They having 15, 18 kids and each one of your kids is being sold off to to different plantation owners. Not knowing what they're going through, not knowing how they're being treated, not knowing if they're even alive. And then passed down in generations, it's still the same way. Not only in that aspect, but in our own race, in our own community. We see how our own community is killing one another. Hurting one another molesting and raping one another and then, because they hold a high position in the community or in the churches, nothing happens to them. It's like it's being brushed under the rug. It's like no one doesn't care. You know, if you keep it to yourself, it's like saying it didn't exist, but it did. The scars that the black males has carried on their backs from the whips of their masters. Even as today with stigmatism and the coats that they wear because of they are black, they are males. But then you have every other race that's trying to be like us. The hair texture, having mixed kids, the music, the clothes, getting tanned. Wearing weave, wigs, extensions, fingernails, eyelashes, everything else on down to trying to get a big butt. And y'all probably think, oh, well, there's black males is messing with white women. You are correct, there are. But we still hold that stigmatism. We still hold the hurt and the disappointment. It's just like you having a best friend, and that best friend has been your best friend ever since grade school, and then all of a sudden, when you get in high school, that best friend turns on you and jumps you with the rest of the new friend that that best friend has made. And all the while, while they're jumping you and they're beating you up, you're thinking, I went to school with you. I grew up with you. You said we was friends. That same way as in a marriage, when you get married to a man or to a woman, and they tell you, oh... I love you, I'm your provider I'll be there for you, I'll do this and I'll do that but they cheat on you they molest or rape your children male or female they slap you they take you for everything they got they humiliate you, they make your self esteem go down so low where you don't even think you're worth even being on this planet it's crazy right But I just wanna leave y'all with this. No matter what we have been through, no matter what we are continuing to go through, and we still continuing racism as of today, you can be qualified to a T and you won't get that job that you apply for because why? The excuse they give you is, oh, you are overqualified. Oh no, you are underqualified. Oh my God, you just missed it by one point but your white friend or this white person got it. And they just as underqualified as you. Why? Because they got their degree online. And I'm not saying getting degrees online is wrong. By no means. And in this day and age, it's not what you know, it's who you know that is in that office that can get you that position. I applaud all the black owners that has invented, that has went through things that are not here on earth today, that has suffered from the hands of racism. Now, don't get me wrong, you have a few white people that I can count on my hand that has stood with us. But I can count on a lot of people's hands of white folks that have not stood with us, even black people. Indians, Mexicans But They say, oh, I have black friends They'll say, oh, I like black people (laughs) Yeah Your action speaks louder than words When are we ever going to be a race that comes together? A race that stands up who we are, a race that will not buckle, that will not be quiet, that will let our voices ring loudly, not with violence, but with education. By being intelligent, never forgetting who we are, never accepting anything less. I had a person tell me today, For a lot of years, they've never had a voice until now. And you know what I said? You've always had a voice. It's just been put on mute. Maya Angelou, Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, a lot of us. What is his name? Sharpton. Al Sharpton, and a lot more, Rosa Parks, Mr. Mandela, Dr. Mandela, so forth and so on, have stand, have made ways for us, and still yet, as my Angel said, we rise. We will be a whole, once we learn to communicate. What is wrong with our nation, our black nation, is the lack of communication. I hope one day that we will be able to communicate with our children, our families, our loved ones, even out there in public. You don't have to be ghetto. You don't have to be a thug. You don't have to be Stripper, or things like that, to know that you are a strong black male and women, and when we put our heads together and unite, we have strong black children. And y'all probably say, The tea teacher, you sound like you are racist. No, I am not racist by no means. You see, because my dad is white, and my mother. It's black and Indian. And me and my sister, we got called every name in the book, going to school, being picked on. And I would never change who my parents was and who they are today, even though they are not yet here on this earth. They have um, left us to be in a better place, but they taught us one thing First you love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, who is gonna love you? You take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, who's gonna take care of you? You learn to respect, you keep your morals, your dignity. Because if you don't, who's gonna do it? I had one teacher, I'm gonna tell you this short story before I end. I came into her class after my mother had passed away and She met me at the door and she looked at me in my face and she said, I'm going to tell you now. You might as well go ahead and turn around and walk out of my class because you're never going to (laughs) pass. And I looked at her with a smile on my face and says, well, you know what? I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. I passed that class with an A minus. And when I did pass that class and I walked up to her, I turned around and I said, now are you ready to eat those words with some hot sauce? Why, I proved myself and who I was. My identity, not my past but my identity. How I carried myself and how I showed her just because the words that came out of your mouth that you thought it was true doesn't exist in my vocabulary. Y'all, go check me out. Stand up for who you are. Regardless, race, creed, sex, religion. Be the person that God has meant for you to be. Communicate in everything that you do.